What's up, my friends? Dr. David Borden. This is the Modern Medicine Matters Podcast, your daily dose, episode number 168. Today's topic is this, who's your pacer? Sit back and relax, because here we go. So I was on Facebook, uh, which many, many people are. I was on Facebook, and um, I saw this really cool post, and it was by a buddy of mine named Jeff Rifkin. Now, I met Jeff last year during 11 summits if you've listened to this podcast you've heard me talking about 11 summits in the past for those of you that this may be the first episode very brief recap 11 summits was a absolutely crazy idea that some folks that were not exactly right came up with to go and hike 11 freaking mountains like back to back like all the way to the top (laughs) it's just it's crazy Right, and so this was done last year. Last, uh, well, this year technically May, May of 2019, and in order to raise money for a charity called Casa, Court Appointed Special Advocates, and um, and so uh, long story short, ninety six thousand dollars is what was raised for these kids, and uh, some of the most amazing athletes, insightful people, um, just really beautiful people inside and out, and that don't they don't even know the the definition of the word quit these guys they just don't quit i had the opportunity to serve as the um as their their uh their medical support as well as part of their pit crew to uh feed and water them when they would come down from the base of the mountains and uh and then this year i'm actually doing it myself i'm actually starting training for it now even though it's six months away because I forget how many, it's like, I don't know, like 30,000 feet climbed, 52 miles over a course of uh, 48 hours, nonstop, no sleep. Yeah, it's going to be wicked. Anyway, so that's where I met Jeff. Jeff Rifkin, if you don't follow him on Facebook, you're doing yourself a disservice. This guy, he is an absolute beast of a man. So he is a uh, long distance runner, is putting it lightly. He's He's an ultra marathoner ultra trail marathoner so not just on city streets i mean we're talking like up and down uneven trails and and everything and had done a race a hundred miler three weeks ago turned around did another hundred miler this one was the javelina hundred that i'm referencing i mean just absolutely amazing feat you know, whether, whether you're an athlete or not, whether you're a, a trail runner or anything like that, just consider for a minute the mental fortitude that it has to take. When you're out by yourself, nobody's watching you. There's no accountability except for that that you put upon yourself to get something done and to not quit. Like if you're anything like me, when you go for a run half mile in, maybe even less, I'm already like, oh my God, why am I doing this? Like, I just go to that place, right? And so I've said it time and time again, you will learn so much about yourself and what you're capable of by going and doing something that sucks. And it's just an amazing, it's a a spiritual journey is what it is. You know, you think, oh man, I don't feel like going for a run, but if you have this opportunity to actually, you know, yes, all the exercise benefits and everything, all the cardiovascular benefits, the health benefits, but I'm actually talking like from the spiritual side, 
to actually change and evolve yourself by by going and, and running or climbing or doing something doing something that is you're exerting yourself in in a way like you're ch- that's a challenge that you're really pushing yourself in a way that you didn't know you could it's a beautiful experience i encourage you to do that all right i digress getting back to 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 jeff or riff as we call him jeff rifkin so jeff goes he does this Havelina 100 that i'm looking at this post on uh, on facebook and I see a dude in the in one of the pictures that I'm like, wait a minute, I know that guy. And it's this other guy named Chris Carnell. Now, Chris, I had met Chris a couple years ago, actually of all places at the airport. And uh, we actually started talking. It turned out we had some mutual friends. We're on a pretty similar path in life. You know, he has, he has, he's a dad. He has kids. He has daughters beautiful little girls. And so we connected on that, that level, you know, and through social media, you know, we, we connect here and there, but, but the amazing thing was like these two guys that I didn't even know knew each other are there in the picture together. And it turned out that Chris was Riff's pacer. Now a pacer is somebody that helps you keep the pace. So that when you're going these really long distances and you're starting to get to that place in your head where you're getting tired, where you want to quit, where you don't want to do it anymore, that your pacer is like, come on, man, you got this, bro. Keep it up. Let's keep going. We got it. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised one little bit that Chris would be Riff's pacer. I'm also not surprised that Riff finished a race in less than 24 hours, 24 hour cutoff, and he had like an hour left to go, you know? Not surprised at either of these things. But it made me start to think, how much better is life when you have a pacer? And it made me start to to think to myself, who have been the pacers in my life and who have I been the pacers for? Now, here's the deal. The original pacers in our lives are our parents. And... The amazing thing, and I see this every day, guys, like every day I meet people. Some people are successful, some aren't. Some people have it together, some don't. Like people of all walks of life, all different backgrounds, so forth and so on. The amazing similarity with all of these folks is the folks that don't have it together as well, I guess usually didn't have that great of a relationship with one parent, both parents, whatever. Now, I know there's going to be a bunch of you that are going to go, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. What about mental illness? What about this? What about that? Yeah, you're right. There's some, uh, I'll give you that. There are some specifics. But if we just kind of take an overall, consider that the relationship that you have with your parents growing up sets the pace for a lot of your accomplishments in life, just in general, especially, I mean, I can speak to this from the male standpoint in terms of men, our relationship with our dads. And then really where that comes from is the generation before that. See, here's the amazing thing. If you stop and you take a look at the generation upon generation of men, you see basically where the ball got dropped. Like if you look back throughout American history, you go back to like the the time of the late 1800s, early 1900s, 
where we were still largely an agricultural country, men, boys, learned how to be men from their dads. And they were around their dads all the time. Because they were, they were like, you know, you, you, you get up early in the morning to, to go tend the crops. You'd be with dad all day long. You would see, like, you know, at, at an apprentice level how it's done. And, and you learned how to be a man by the interaction and by following your dad. And then time goes by. And so then there was the more of an industrial revolution that occurred in the country. You know, instead of living out on farms, uh, families moved into cities. Mom stayed at home with the kids. Dad went off to work in an office to seemingly provide better for the family. So you, you can have a car, nicer stuff, so forth and so on. But the downside to that is that ultimately it interrupted this special relationship between dad and son. And so boys were instead sitting home a lot with mom, seeing dad in the evening when he came home from work, tired and not doing a bunch of manly things, maybe fixing the toilet. Ultimately, this became the new baseline. This became what manhood was. It was boys being raised by women. Not saying women weren't doing a good job. They're doing a great job. But they weren't men. So it was boys being raised by women. That became their pacer. And then those boys were somehow, as they matured and got older, supposed to figure out how to be a man with limited resources, with limited exposure to their dad. This process happened over and over and over and over. I look at it in my life. My dad, good, good, good person. He's not a bad person or anything like that. Not especially close to my dad. Wasn't throughout my life. My dad worked hard. He was a corporate attorney for a big company. Traveled a lot. Provided well for our family. Like we never uh, weren't, weren't rich by any means, but didn't go without respect him for that but he wasn't really around and then I look at the relationship he had with his dad same thing my grandfather not a bad guy but distant not really around then you know pride whatever information I could get out of my grandfather about his dad who had basically had you know been around for a couple years when he when my grandfather was a little kid then he was like yeah peace out this isn't going to work. So because my grandfather didn't have a dad that was around, that's how he learned to be a man. And he taught my dad, who then ended up teaching me. Where eventually, you know, I got to a point where I was like, hey, wait a minute, I see the pattern. And I was so fortunate, I saw the pattern like in my, you know, mid-30s. They was able to say, okay, I'm going to make some changes to this pattern. But what it did is it spot it shined the spotlight on this idea that you have generation upon generation of men that aren't being led to be men because they don't have a pacer. That's where this all came from. When I saw the picture of these two amazing guys, Riff and Chris Carnell, it made me realize, shine that light back 
on this issue that we have, especially in male society, where we don't have male pacers. I don't know in terms of women, I don't know. I'm assuming there's some similarities there. If you're if you're a female listening to this, um, give give you know, give some feedback. I love to hear feedback from the from the female side of things. But I'll leave you with this. Ask yourself this question. Who is your pacer? And who can you be a pacer for? Because it's way, way, it's much too easy to just cut other people down and say, ah, there, I cut you down. Now I'm better. I'm better than you because I, I cut this person down. What about if we all helped each other level up? What about if we all, when we, when we meet that, other, that person that we can be a pacer for, that encourage them, encourage them to keep going, encourage them to be their best? What about we do that instead? I'll give you an example. I do my damnedest to always be a pacer for my my kids. I have two little girls. Now, I don't know what it's like to be a woman, but I do know what it's like out in the world. It's rough. I do know that the world, that there's a lot of, the world in general, and there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that their only taste of success is the bite that they take out of yours. Their only way, their self-esteem so damn low that their only way to feel better is to cut you down. So I made it my mission, my absolute mission to build my daughters up so damn much that when the world starts chipping them away, they're still rock solid. And I tell them that too. So I know I'm a pacer for my daughters. Every goddamn day I am. And I look at the people in my life that I'm blessed with that are pacers for me. One stands out, Jim Stegg. You don't follow Jim Stegg on social media, you're doing yourself a disservice there. Jim Stegg, that guy, he's a beast, absolute beast. One of the hardest working men I've ever met. And Jim, Jim calls me out to be my best. So Jim, if you listen to this, I appreciate you, bro. Another Jim that does it, Jim Albright. Jim Albright, that guy, absolutely amazing. One of the sweetest people you'd ever meet. Jim Albright, you'd never know it, man. You look at this dude. He's got like he's got like tats down his arms, chest, back, a, a shaved head. You look at this dude. He, he, he looks like one of the toughest. He is one of the toughest. But you look at this dude. You're like, holy smokes! This guy wouldn't be a, a nice guy. He's one of the nicest people on the planet. And these are men that I know 24 hours a day. I had a problem. I had something going on. I could call him up. And if I was off key, they call me out. Be a pacer to somebody. Find a pacer for yourself. That you can always keep the pace. Stay positive. Keep going. Keep pushing through. That's what I got for you today, my friends. Here on the Modern Medicine Matters podcast. This went a little bit went a little bit longer than what I, what I intended. I got fired up. It's something that I'm really, really passionate about. There is someone in your circle of influence that needs to hear this message. Gentlemen especially. Share it. That's what I'm going to ask of you. Share it. Share it with that person that just came to mind for you right now. If you haven't been over to blindspotmedical.com, you need to go check that out. You're going to it's it is a absolute game changer when it comes to health and life and I'm I'm really really proud of it and it's just getting started. blindspotmedical.com. If you don't follow me on social media, David Boyd on Facebook, David Boyd MD on Instagram, 
That's what I got for you today, guys. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please do subscribe, put in a rating and a review. That's what I got for you guys. Remember, health is well, so invest in yourself. Be coming at you again tomorrow on the Modern Medicine Matters podcast. Have a great night.